You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today we have Mr. Systems on the line. His name is Josh Latimer. His background ranges from being a banker to cleaning windows and a lot of things in between. He founded a cleaning business in Michigan with nothing and grew it to over $150,000 a month in revenue. We're going to ask him if he used any online traffic and leads generation techniques with that. Um, but for today, he actually runs a software company called Send Gym. His passion is in systems and automation for small business owners and he's going to tell us all about that today welcome to the show josh hey Lindsay. thank you so much i'm excited to talk to you yeah so let's just dive in unless did did i forget anything in that intro that you wanted to add well i i also do have a bachelor's degree in pain and a master's in suffering so we might have forgot that (laughs) nice you're a pro then that's perfect yes exactly (laughs) so you know it's funny on podcasts it's so easy to hear a story and be like, wow, look, look at that guy. He did all this revenue. It's really not like that in real life. I mean, my wife would roll her eyes because it's a gradual progression of learning and failing and, and, and iterating and optimizing. And it's been a crazy journey. We started out in a trailer park and now we live in Costa Rica. And so, but a lot of stuff happened in the middle that really made that possible. Yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows in order to get to $150,000 a month in revenue. Yeah, there's definitely was. And, you know, the school of hard knocks is where I was primarily educated. But, you know, I'm one of those guys that I'm a dreamer. I'm an optimist that, you know, I I believe I can figure anything out that other people have figured out. Anything's possible. And you just get up and you be relentless and you, you imperfectly take action and really good stuff happens eventually as long as you don't quit. Wow. Um, All right. So let's talk about cleaning windows. Uh, So how the heck did you get so many customers cleaning windows. Oh, man. Well, it started out, I was a banker at J.P. Morgan. I took the traditional career path. You know, my mom was so proud. And then when my wife got pregnant, I kind of panicked and said, you know, I don't like this. I don't want to wear a tie and sit in a cubicle the rest of my life. I need to do something. I chose the cleaning business, super weird business, uh, but it's niche and it's a repeat service and it has high margins. And it was cool to take a dirty thing and make it clean. So, But it's a difficult business to scale. So to answer your question, how did we do it? Uh, in the beginning, I didn't do it very well. But once I understood uh, the power of what I call relationship marketing and also systems and automating my business, things really took off. This is not an industry where there's a lot of really large companies. Typically, little cleaning businesses are you know, a guy and then there's another guy over there and there's a couple guys over there. Um, but really, it's all about the systems and the automation. Okay, which is where, so so did you sell that business? I did. I sold it uh, just over a year ago when we moved down to Costa Rica. Why Costa Rica? We really felt called to Costa Rica. I mean, for a couple of years, we just couldn't shake it. Uh, we made some trips to visit. We really felt a connection there. We felt like we could do some good stuff down there with some ministry things that me and my wife are involved in. And really, I, I'm a family guy. Family is most important to me. And I want my kids to experience cool things and to watch their dad 
start businesses and make mistakes and learn other cultures and learn Spanish and all of those reasons are, are why we did it. Cool. So now you run a software business called sendgym.com, right? Correct. Correct. Send- what does that do? Tell me all about that. Sure. Well, it started when I had my cleaning business still, and we spent about 50 grand building the software for our own self originally. It was going to be a proprietary tool. What it does is in its simplest form, it sends postcards, like physical postcards, to your customers uh, with your cell phone. Uh, but it does more than that. It'll send a thank you card now, an appointment reminder six months from now, and then an email a year from now. And that grouping of touches are what's called a sequence. So we made a tool that helps you stay engaged with your customers, which is really what that relationship marketing part is, you know, to stay top of mind throughout a whole year just by you know, pushing a button one time on your phone. That sounds pretty handy. So that's what Send Jim does is it's about postcards. Yeah, letters, postcards, gifts. There's a whole bunch of different things you can send, but it's a tool to help manage the follow-up with your existing customers in a very unique way because you know most people don't do that. And even on the online world, it's like we work so hard to make a dollar and there's not enough attention spent a lot of times on managing the lifetime value of the relationship. And that's where the big money is. That's how you 10 or 20X your company is by nurturing your current book of business, which is really all of our biggest asset. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect sense. So um, how are you currently marketing sendjim.com? Well, I'm doing a whole bunch of weird new things, and some of them are working. Some of them I'm not sure yet. I mean, I started a podcast myself. Uh, I'd say the main way that we market it is through content marketing. You know, I'm a small business kind of teacher. I help people understand things. I understand business finance and I've learned a lot in my company. So I work with people by writing, you know, blog posts, doing my podcasts. I have a small business boot camp. It's like a digital product. I have this thing called the Growth Vault. It's a free place where you can watch webinars and trainings and interviews, you know, just to help you be better at doing your business. And all that's part of a larger strategy uh, to funnel people down uh, and make them aware of Send Jim kind of on the back end of that. And how do you feel like that's working? It's working well so far, I think. It's just smaller. I mean, we, we need to scale. We're only a team of six, and, you know, we're still figuring a lot of stuff out. I do not have the SaaS uh, business, you know, figured out completely. It's completely different, and we've made a lot of mistakes. We've also done some Facebook ads recently with you know moderate results, so we're, we're digging into that more and trying to iterate. Um, but yeah, it is working. The trick now for us is to figure out how to make it work on a much larger scale and a lot quicker. Yeah. Let me, if you don't mind, and you can actually close the door on this if you'd like, but can we talk about what's happening over there in Facebook land and why you feel like you were getting moderate results, what you were doing, that kind of thing? Definitely. I mean, talking about all the failures I have is super valuable to the people listening because you said you said moderate results. I didn't call you a loser. (laughs) Well, moderation, moderate results is failure as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Okay, so did you were you doing that yourself? Did you hire a consultant for that? I did not hire a consultant, although you know I've poked around you know Rick Mulready's stuff and Amy Porterfield and all that. Um, but I have a small team, so I have a guy in Arkansas that's my funnel page builder guy, and I have okay. another guy in Iowa, and uh, he's the Facebook guy right now, but he's only been with us about the last eight weeks as we begin to implement a strategy. Um, so what we've been doing is trying to, you know, use blog posts or some of these podcast interviews I've done that are really compelling, not where I'm interviewed, but where 
I interview really interesting people. We you know run ads to those. We've done some little video. We've done all those things. Um, but the problem we've been having is having the, a big enough audience um, to 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 get in front of enough people. So our cost per click doesn't seem crazy. It's ranged from like 80 cents range or something, which is high, but we just started. Um, so I'm not horrified with that, but we just don't have enough volume. It's been difficult for us to target people correctly because we sell to local service companies primarily. I mean, we have insurance agents and realtors that use this app too, uh, but specifically getting in front of those people with our message, we really haven't figured that out very well yet. That makes sense. So um, so as you're driving people to your website to read said blog post, then you have some sort of irresistible offer. Can I ask what that is? Yes, we have calls to action. And in the beginning, it was just totally convoluted. And I'm part of a mastermind group. It's funny, I just hung up with, with my mastermind guys right before this call. We meet every Thursday. And I think our messaging was just, there's too many things. You know, I have automategrowsell.com, which is my boot camp. I have SendGym, which is the software. I have the growth fault. I have the quick talk. It's just, it didn't make sense. It was too confusing. So what we've tried to do is, is streamline, you know, exactly where we send these people into one type of funnel and then try to optimize the CTAs and all of that stuff there. And that's kind of where we're at now. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So have you had, have you done the whole, here's a free white paper or here's a free e-course or have you done any giveaways that you, that have you done that yet? We, or is that what you're working no, on? No, we did. And we have a ton, a ton of really cool content, digital stuff. I mean, PDFs and checklists and worksheets and videos okay. and training. I have more content than I can use, but uh, we haven't had success getting it in front of massive amounts of people. And it's I funny, I thought we, we had this thing called the phone script cookbook. It's a PDF and it helps little companies understand how to do a better job engaging people on the phone, what to say, how to increase your sales, because for a local business, that's kind of their world every day. And it's a really good little five page thing. Uh, and so we ran ads for that and it really just didn't do anything. So I don't know if it was targeting mm. or what. But the blog posts have been what's working the best for us so far. That sounds really that's and that's the name of the game is content and giving all your best content before you ask. So that doesn't surprise me too much. Um, how about just one more question about your Facebook? So you have a Facebook page and do you um, are you running like a likes campaign for that or uh, how are you growing that fan base just on your Facebook page? We we have it and we have like a tiny amount of likes on our page. Uh, we just haven't focused on that yet. I mean, the next step for us is we probably are going to be investing in uh, a higher level consultant to help us polish all this stuff out. And uh, for, we've only launched SendGem several months ago. We've already generated oh. we've already generated a hundred thousand in revenue on it, but it's tiny. It's a little itty bitty thing. It has massive potential. I'm very excited about it. It's my core business. Uh, but yeah, I, my job as the founder. And even with my local business is to bring, put the pieces in place, to build the team, to get the clarity. And really, that's what we're living right now. And it's a hard, longer than you want it to be process sometimes, but it's exciting too. And when I sold my company in Michigan, you know, the destination, you know, when you reach success, it's not as great as you think it is. And you really, you look back at times like this <laughs> after the fact and you go, man, that was some of the best times I ever had. I learned so much. I met so many people. And it's fun for me because um, I'm not particularly money motivated. I just like to build cool things. And I'm doing this all over again. So it's exciting again for me. 
Wow, that's really cool. Although, Joshua, I'm, I'm going to call you Joshua Uh-oh. because you said I could that, if I'm mad. That means you're mad at me. You're lying to us. We all want to reach success. And no, living living in the day-to-day struggle is not that much fun. We've all been saying, <laughs> it's, not stop fun. Lying it's not fun. Not, stop lying to my listeners. It's not fun while you're doing it. But what I guess my point is after the fact, when you're old and you're and you're looking back on your life, you you value the times where you grew. As a person. Yeah, and so you look true. back. When I did football in high school, we'd practice for five hours a day until we're all throwing up. And it was terrible. But now I look back, I'm like, man, that was so Possibly. cool when I was throwing up at football. You know, that's just a human nature. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So outside of Facebook, which, by the way, thank you so much for sharing that because Facebook. You know, people like myself, we make it seem really easy, but even, you know, I will struggle with certain campaigns for clients. Like, it's not that straightforward to find the audience, to find the ad that's going to hit with people and stuff like that. It is a struggle, even for a seasoned professional like myself. So I'm so glad that you're sharing that message on Facebook marketing. Um, How else are you driving traffic besides Facebook ads? Are you doing pay-per-click, SEO, anything else like that? We're just putting together, you know, a real YouTube channel. Channel. We're going to have hundreds of videos that trickle out. We're going to do some ads on YouTube as well. The other way that we're starting is strategic partnerships, you know, uh, partnering with what I call influencers. So because our product is for a certain type of person, we find someone who's you know, prominent in that space. We explain to them how cool our stuff is and why it will help the people that they deal with. And we set up an affiliate thing with them. And so that's kind of in its beginning stages as well. Rather than us selling direct you know, we're going we're gonna to expand a lot more into strategic partnerships, which is really exciting. And I just, I just got that feeling. I just know that this is going to be really good for us. Awesome. So you're coming from a, a successful business and you're starting all over. And I know you're passionate about systems. So does it not seem overwhelming to have to like start scripting out those systems now that you're starting over? It is. It is sometimes overwhelming, especially because we live in Central America and the Internet's terrible and the infrastructure's different and the food's different and there's tarantulas and scorpions. I mean, the last year of my life has been very intense. Uh, we've moved. We had a baby down there. You know, I've started these other companies. Um, part of me loves it, but there's times when I definitely, you know, slump down and say, oh, what am I doing? You know, this is such a mess. And I can see the long road ahead of us. But, you know, my primary emotion is excitement. And, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, I, I do get out of bed enthusiastic about the day uh, because business is fun and winning is fun. And so systems, here's the thing about systems that people don't realize. You already have a fully systemized business right now. It's not a question of, oh, should I, should I formally type out a Word doc laying out a process for this? You already have a system. The way that you answer the phone, the way you sell your stuff, the way that you do or don't follow up after a sale, the way you take care of your body, the way that you talk to your kids, we all live a life of patterns of behavior and the way that we think. So the real question is, are the current systems in my life serving me well? That is the question. Because uh, if they're not, then we should take a look at how we can fix it. And how do we fix it? Step- the answer is probably no for the most for most of us for most systems in our lives. I'm guessing. Well, most people aren't intentional enough about what they want. And when I do business coaching, or I'll fly in somewhere and, and do some stuff with people, the number one question that has to be answered before anything else matters is, all right, what are we trying to do here specifically, and when are we trying to do it by? And, and it has to be one of those. I call it your why. And your why has to be more than a dollar. 
It has to be something that kind of t- hurts your stomach in a good way. It's the thing that really is pushing you. For me, it was location freedom and, and having time freedom to go on date night with my wife and take my kids wherever I wanted on a Tuesday and go to the beach. Um, that is what gets me fired up. So a business is a means to that end. But there's a problem because you know, probably eight out of 10 people I ask that to don't know. They just don't know. Everyone knows what they don't want. You know, I don't want to have to go back to work again. I don't want to, you know, lose my house. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. But that's not going to get you out of bed. You need to know what you do want. After you do that, you can begin to reverse engineer a plan that has systems in it to get you there. Wow. All right. So, Why do you think, and I think I already know your answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Why do so many small businesses struggle in your opinion? Well, there's, there's practical reasons. Like they, they're not, the cash flow isn't there. They run out of cash. I mean, statistically through the SBA, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons. But I think it has to do with not understanding your why. It's starting a business because you're trying to escape something else rather than going towards something else. Does that make sense? You, you can't start and succeed and push through the hard times of your business if you're doing it just to avoid some other job. You have to do it because you want something so bad that you will endure the pain and suffering along the way. Uh, I also think it's mindset. You know, most of the battle is between our ears. <laughs> it just yeah. is. It's so discouraging when the wheels fall off and the huge client you thought you had just doesn't answer your email anymore and, and things evaporate and your checking account doesn't reflect what you know is possible. How do you get out of bed and keep going? Well, it's by having a firm destination, man. You got to point your sailboat at something rather than just drifting around in the wind because. The waves and the wind, they're not going away no matter what. That's a part of our reality. But we got to have you know, something to point towards. And, and so I guess I've overcomplicated it. It's being relentless and just getting up and continuing forward regardless of what the circumstances look like. All right. So how do you do that? You seem like a very, very positive guy. So do you get up? Are you repeating mantras? Are you, do you have uh, lipstick messages on your mirror about staying positive? (laughs) Like what's going on over there in Costa Rica? Well, there's not as many lipstick messages as I used to (laughs) because people think that's weird, but no. (laughs) Your wife got mad. I, I think I'm just, I love my wife. I love my kids. I want to do stuff. I want to win. I think winning is good. You shouldn't be ashamed of trying to win. America is amazing because it's full of people who have the opportunity to try to win. And I'm just interested in that. And so it's not about, you know, money follows later. You don't chase dollars. You chase um, behavior. You chase habits. You chase the right mindsets. And more importantly than all of that, you try to serve people well. Uh, money just kind of happens when you when you figure that out. So for me, how do I stay positive? Yeah, I read the Bible. I'll do you know I'll spend some time in prayer. I listen to other podcasts, but really it's just part part of my core values. I guess is I got to get up. I have to leave my cave. I have to club something and drag it home, and that's fun to me. And that's what business is. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. In your last few minutes that I have with you, we're going to go back to systems. I'm kind of jumping around here. Um, I didn't mean to, but anyway. Um, so I'm ready to uh, to uh, build a simple si- system for my business. How do, how do I go about doing that? Do I get out my Word doc and just step one is this, step two is this, and throw it at an employee and see if it works? <laughs> well, you could do that for sure, but let me make it more practical because I know that this is a va- I've been vague, and the reason I'm vague is because every, yeah, you're very every vague, business Joshua. is so different, it's really hard to give an exact answer. But 
this is good stuff. So what you want to start doing first is you want to document what you already do. What do you do? What did you do last Thursday? What did you do Monday? I mean, and then you take all the tasks that you do every day and you break them down using what some people call the entrepreneurial scorecard. Like there's certain things we do, Lindsay, where it's a $10 an hour type of task. And there's other things we do that are $100 an hour type of work or 500 or 5,000. That's how I do it. And what you want to do with systems is you want to start with what I call the low hanging fruit, the simple stuff. Don't overcomplicate yourself and make 32 word documents and all that. Look at what you're doing now that could be delegated to someone else. Then when you create your first system, you simply document the process and then train and onboard someone else to do that. Whenever you introduce a new system or, or you delegate something in the short term, you actually create more work for yourself, which is a bummer, but the return on investment is unbelievable. So if you're doing a low-level task in your business that you could really hire someone to do for cheap, let's do that first. Invest and engage in that new employee, that team member. Get them doing a repeatable process and so it's structured and consistent and predictable. And then after you know they know how to do it, guess what you've done? You've created what I call space for yourself. And you mm -hmm. want to invest that newfound space on working on higher level stuff, more of that, more of the 500, more business development, more networking, more dreaming, more high level stuff because everybody listening to this is the CEO of their company, even if it's only them. And sometimes we have a, an employee mentality rather than an executive's mentality. Uh, and it, it, we, we got to shift our mindset. Love it. That was actually very helpful. Thank you. You are welcome. So you mentioned, uh, just in our in closing, you mentioned like you're surrounded by spiders and bugs and the infrastructure sucks, etc. there in Costa Rica. Are you glad you're there? Do you wish you were back home? Tell me about Costa Rica real quick. It's a complicated set of emotions, I'll tell you. We've been there a year. I need a yes or no. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Go ahead. We've, we've been there for only a year, and it's not been all cupcakes and lollipops and stuff, but there's majorly cool stuff that's happened. I mean, us as a family, we're closer than we've ever been. Uh, it's really simplified our life. We're kind of learning the difference between needs and wants a little bit more. You know, so much stuff is available to us here in the States. So we live a simpler life there. Uh, we've learned patience there. So that's one of those things where it stinks to go through it, but it is a good result. So I, I'm not saying we're going to be there forever. We would love to live kind of part-time there, part-time here, but we've met a lot of interesting people. You know, an average run-of-the-mill person doesn't sell all their stuff and drag their family to Central America. So everybody yeah. that, that is there, they all have like this crazy story. I mean, you know, the CEO of YouTube has a place, you know, 10 minutes north of where we are. You know, the marketing director for Amazon, like all these people are crazy, big thinking dreamers. And so even though the infrastructure sucks and there's some frustrating points, there is a huge benefit of being around people like that and having the opportunity to meet people like that. Fair enough. All right. Before I let you go, tell people how to find you. If you have some sort of cool spreadsheet or something you're going to give us to help create systems, tell us about that. Otherwise, just tell us where to find out more about you and send Jim. Sure. You can go to sendjim.io and check out the app if that has any applicable, you know, any applicableness to you? Is that a thing? I don't think that's a word. I like it. I like I'm, that I'm word. I'm going to own that right now. Uh, if and just to just to repeat that, that's going to be for people who need to set up recurring monthly type of or recurring appointments, like insurance agents, like you said, window washers, vets, dentists, right? Right. Anybody that meets face to face with a client in their daily, you know, routine, can benefit heavily from Send Gym. 
Mm-hmm. And, you okay. know, you can also go to quicktalkpodcast.com. That's my podcast. There's a contact form on there. I actually do have a, a systems checklist. It's a 20-page PDF. It's mostly geared for service-type companies, local companies. Uh, but you can have it for free. Just fill out the contact form on Quick Talk Podcast, and we'll drop you a link to that. It's, it's a really helpful thing. Very cool, Josh. Thanks again for coming on the show today. Thank you, Lindsay. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay, with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.